Did you know slip and slide hockey is a thing? Sick. Uh, <laughs> Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Diego School of Film podcast. Join us on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim, over there coughing is Al, we have Brad and Jules in the studio. How are you, Booth? Sorry. Hello. Good, good. I thought, I, I thought I'd throw a cough in just to prove that I'm physically in the room. Yeah, good call. Because this will probably be the last you hear from me. This is, these are my last <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah. This is like my will and testament right now. <laughs> um... And the reason for that is that Andrew Salo, who's a listener of ours, thank you, Andrew, is taking us back to 2013 mm. to watch the biopicish sports yeah. film. <laughs> I don't know. I'm clutching. Yeah. Is it a sport? Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, don't. If chess is a sport, then this wanna, is... Or is wanna, chess an activity? This uh, is, chess is actually classified as a sport. If golf is a sport. Oh, God. I um, this is classed as an action bi- biography drama. Action. So I got the biopic bit right. Okay. Action, it's definitely it's very drama Anyway, we're watching Rush, Ooh. everybody, today. Um, <sighs> before we get to the booth at the San Dimas School of Film, we acknowledge and are grateful to our first storytellers of Wurundjeri people, of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the land that we're recording on. Let's go back and watch some Rush from 2013. Hit the booth, Slaney. Oh, please. yeah. Yeah, you're in charge of that, remember? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gentlemen, we're history. All right. Every time we've said Rush, all I can think about is uh, Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd. Oh, and yeah. I love you, man. <laughs> Sorry, go on. The holy triumphant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My name's Tom Soy. No? No. Nah. You got one half of the room staring blankly. Oh, gosh, going, you need to no watch idea. that movie. It's <laughs> bloody great. I think I've seen him a movie, what? but I... I can't remember. No, I can't remember. Anyway. Prepare to be Russified. Come on. Oh. <laughs> That's how you should have started the episode. Jeez. Slap on the bus. Anyway, we're in 2013. <laughs> Brad, I think it's time for your segment, which is a great segment called <gasps> History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. Thanks. <laughs> Time to get Russified. Time to get Russified. <laughs> All right. Um, Do it. Complete and utter lack of any form of research oh, done again. on this before. So, oh, like Brad is back. Ex- I'm back. <coughs> this is like vintage Brad. Uh, vintage Brad. Yeah, well. Champagne Brad. Champagne Brad. Ooh. Uh, 2013, MA15, two hours, three minutes, action biography drama, as I said before. Mm. And then we scroll down the page. 15? 13. <laughs> 15. I thought it was 13. 13. <laughs> Did I say 15? I don't know. Whatever. Yes. 123 minutes. Aspect ratio. Jules, guess. 235 to 1. Excellent. Oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay, oh here, here we go. Um, also known as um, Rush, 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 Bulgaria. Oh, here we go. Oh, this yeah. is great. Capital C, space. Uh, <laughs> pi sign, B with the wing. Um, pi sign, a, a, uh, A3. 
think that's two weeks in a row we've had B with a wing. I like that. Mm-hmm. And, and Python's bring that always back. there. I thought yeah. it was H Where with does a that... wing last time. Um, nah, well, I don't know. How do you write B with a wing in heptapod? Oh. <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> a circular. B with a circle. Yeah. There we go. Uh, in Japan, it was called uh, Rush, Pride and Friendship. Huh. What about, well, have you done yeah. France or... No, do French-Canadian, because they seem to always want to go the French way. Canada, Canada, Le quick. In Canada, it was called Rush. Ah. Oh, that's um, a shame. Mm, I know. Anyway, uh, what happened in uh, 2013? Uh, going back to the peoplehistory.com, back to our sponsors. Um, I'm just going to read out some words. Uh, North Korea, United States, Turkey, Syria, and Bangladesh. Stuff happened then. <laughs> in no, sorry, in those places. Uh, technology, here we go. Sony releases PlayStation 4 gaming system. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Twitter goes public. How are we doing on our Twitter app? Oh, killing it. Wow. We're public. We're pu- we are so <laughs> public. Uh, Snowden, he, he happened then too. Um, okay. Edward Snowden leaks information about uh, the NSA's secret internet and cell phone data gathering program. That didn't work out very well for him. Uh, um, Apple releases two new iPhones, 5C and 5S. Six months later, they released five with other letters at the end. Wow. And blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, movies. Oh, really sorry, music. tackling into the... Mm. I had a baby. Super. Al had a baby. So ah, I, had no I had no concept of films in 2013. Oh, here we go. Former Disney child star Miley Cyrus releases her latest album and tries to remake her image with a series of attention-seeking stunts. Nice. Culminating into a controversial MTV Video Music Awards of twerking performance. The young star's behaviour initiates discussion about over-sexualisation of women, especially young women, in pop music. Well done. Miley. All Link right. to the film. She's married to the main actor's brother. brother. Oh, really? She's married to Anzo. Yeah, she's married to Liam. <laughs> Liam oh, yeah. How about that? Good on him. Good on him. Go, Liam. Good on you. Good on you, Miley. Reinventing Snag and a Hensworth. Like <laughs> snag it, yeah. That's we right. all wish we yep. could snag a Hensworth. That's right. <laughs> Isn't there like 80 of them, though? That's the Australian dream, Bloody right? hunks, those lads, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? Like the bald Hem- Hemsworths just keep popping up here and there, though. Yeah. There's a great... um. There's a great clip on uh, Graham Norton uh, with the cast of Ghostbusters, Sans, Liam, uh, Chris Hemsworth. And um, they're just ranting about just how perfect he is. Like, <laughs> they're just so mad because apparently he's, he's funny and apparently he's a really good singer. Like, he can sing. <laughs> and I can't remember her name. It wasn't Kristen Wiig. It was one of the other three. She's just like, she's like, you shut your mouth. You don't, you sing. You can't do that. You gorgeous man. Oh, man. He, he does seem like he is a, like a guy that you just probably couldn't not like. There's got to be something wrong with him. Yeah, there yeah. has to be something. There's got to be something. There's got to be a skeleton in that closet yeah, somewhere. Exactly. exactly right. In that no one's enormous Byron Bay closet. Yeah. <laughs> Walking. Yeah, apparently he's like really awesome with his kids and you of just meet him is. in the street he's and he's just, he'll like take photos with anyone. And Yeah, yeah. and they're all like little blonde head Adonis, Adonis kids. Perfect, you know, it's just, perfect it's children. Just like, yeah. Oh. It's, Getting on, Dad, do you think he is like the perfect actor to have played Thor? Yeah. Because yeah. he's basically, well, the accent is, it's, that's his Thor accent in well, his film. Uh, and Michael Hunt, really. It was like, super weird. It was pretty good casting. It was mm-hmm. kind of weird coming back to Michael Hunt after knowing him as Thor, I reckon. Yeah. Because this came before any of the Thors, didn't it? No. No. No, first no. Thor would have been. This Thor was a lot earlier than yeah, that. Yeah, sorry. Would have mm. been, 
Oh, maybe not a lot earlier. Maybe it would have been, well, Iron Man was 08, so it would have been... It would have been around then, wouldn't it? Nine or ten, maybe. Yeah, okay. See, I think I, maybe I was lucky in that, because I didn't really know Chris Hemsworth at all, because I wasn't a big fan of the Thors or the you know, the Avengers films, so I kind of just know him. For me, Chris Hemsworth is always just Michael Hunt. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I'm just okay. like, that's him. Like, I don't think I... I'm sure I'd seen him in something previous, but it never really stuck. How so did like, they uh, get... Michael Hunt? Uh, James oh, Hunt, sorry. sorry. James Hunt, sorry. I was thinking of the joke... Yeah, we're not into cars. We're just yeah. Michael, why did I say Michael? Hunt? I don't know. I, mean, I think that was my fault. Oh, ah, right, James Hunt. How did they get? Mm. This is a technical. Oh no! Question. Oh, here we go. How did they get uh, Chris Hensworth? I'm just going to mm-hmm. turn my microphone off. Now. Into a mini. <laughs> <laughs> well, minis are like Tardises, though. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. had one, yeah. and there is there is way more room on the inside than you expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there is like alfoil or tinfoil as panels <laughs> around you. You're basically um, driving an egg with wheels, aren't you? Like, pretty yeah, much, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's really not perfect, much engine it's the perfect volume. It, exactly. <laughs> in a volume like ratio. So if you get like 10 of them together, you can stand on them. But if you get one, it just crushes. <laughs> 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 yeah. Do you think if someone chucked a mini down really high, you could catch it without breaking it? No, you good know? point, good point. Do you now, reckon like in the 70s, <laughs> you know at primary school you used to experiment of creating a parachute for your egg. Oh, yeah. And they did that with a mini. They're like, all right, grab your mini. Let's wrap it in straws and see if (laughs) if, if that saves it. You You know, they talk about the structural integrity of an egg, how you can hold it, you know, sitting up and you can squish it. Mm. Whereas if you turn it on its side... It's a lot harder it's to squish. Really yeah. So that's the mini, right? Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's they, what they Some bloke had an egg for lunch and he's like, fellas. Put wheels on this. I got it. <laughs> yeah, put wheels on this. See, the, the crumple zone in a mini is so good that you don't die if you're not in it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> yep. No, that is true. That is true. Oh, is true. man. So a guy that I work with saw um, Chris Hemsworth in real life as this sort of like this media thing came through an airport. And he said that um, he just sort of was in the, the business lounge section on a flight out to Germany from work and, and Chris Hemsworth was there. And he said it was quite amusing because there's this this guy and he just emits this aura of just awesomeness and excellence <laughs> and he's just utterly beautiful and, and this this just man that everyone wants to be. And he said he was just looking at him and completely oblivious to the fact that the guy standing right next to him was Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Poor Matt Damon. But he said he didn't even realise until he took the photo and then showed his wife and his wife's gone, hey, look, there's Matt Damon. And he went, oh, yeah. (laughs) So this episode's going to be all about Chris Hemsworth and how glorious he is. Yeah, Yeah, look, Matt, you're going to be travelling with Chris Hemsworth. Yes, I am. (laughs) Not getting noticed today. The other thing, as far as that goes, being a a huge F1 fan and especially of the era of which this is set, I don't comes. think <laughs> I don't think you could have picked a better actor visually to have played James Hunt than him. So, he is yeah. almost spot on. And the guy, yeah. I keep forgetting his name, but he's a brilliant actor as well. The guy that played Nicky Lauder yeah. um is Daniel with the, Yeah, with the with the the teeth that he put in and everything yeah. Oh, yeah. is almost spot on as well. And they did really well for a lot of the other drivers, which even some of them they literally just got actors that look like him. You never even know their names, you never even get picked. But F one guys will go, that's Emerson Fittipaldi, that's this guy, that's yeah. this guy, so that's this guy. I and they did really well. Being I have no idea about motorsport in general. Um, they are cars that go around circuits and the first person to get over the line. Thank you, Jules. So <laughs> Caught up. I'm up. Next episode. Anyway. Um, 
But watching it, I I was a bit cross arm going, James Hunt's not that tall, surely. They wouldn't get someone that tall. He, to yeah, do he was. Thing. And yeah. then I looked him up. I'm like, oh, he was that tall. Mm. He was definitely that tall. I'm like, oh, well done. Was, mm. I, I, yeah, much as, as this is a, a car film, it seems to be a great story based around a, a, a true story of two drivers that were F1 drivers. I think the the storyline itself could have been set in anything, but yeah. obviously it was a story that happened. It was a rivalry that was true, and it was just set amongst but the F1 game. I've, like, I've heard that they were actually pretty good mates during this time. Well, yeah, no, and they say that at the start. So when there's when the guy playing Nicky's talking at the start, he said they he nearly really didn't think that much of it, but the media picked up on it and the media turned yeah. it into yeah, something. Yeah, because I read somewhere that they shared an apartment together like really early in their careers it's, and stuff. Well, they were very it's not pro- actually were professionals. True. No, is that not true? That's not true. Yeah, right, okay. Um, they they were very, you know, they're like they're like guys at the racing paddock, you know, like they, they mingle, they chat, uh, you know, but Nicky Lauda like never really referred to them as close friends. Like there's, there was that thing I saw, I, I read that somewhere on the internet ages ago about them sharing an apartment and I'm like, it's oh. I think it might have been Wikipedia probably. Yeah, probably. So, so I actually looked it's it up and there was a, source. there was a, strange things oh. not accurate. <laughs> yeah. I who believed would, it. Who would have thunk it? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's a lot of, like after the movie came out, there's all this, uh, I don't know. Yeah. People just putting out crap, I guess. Well, it was and, almost like people were, uh, Putting out like they were a bit shitty, like oh hey, they they didn't hate each other that much, or yeah. So that like the, you know, because was- it is kind of like apart from the latter half, the latter half of the film after the accident, where they they clearly have a relationship. Yeah, they have, they have sort a, of realize res- their relationship. They have yeah. a respect for each other. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like it's still a it's a friendly respect. It's not like like when they're I oh, know we're going. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, it's just a job. To it, no, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but like I know, I know where you're w- when they're at the airport. And they're they're That's talking to each other, yeah. yeah, and they're right, talking to each other yeah. about you. You push me, I push you. Like we're great for each other. Yeah. yeah, you can learn more from your enemies than you can from your friends. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and I just thought it was a, it's such a great story, and it was good that someone had their perspective of what happened. There's a lot of things that people have said. Well, this is not exactly correct, and this is not exactly correct. Apparently, Jackie Stewart, who for you guys, he's like a bit of a racing legend. He actually Jackie kind Stewart. of, oh, well, you know Jackie Stewart. Know Jackie. Kind of bothers me. I know actually, old Jackie Stewart. He, um, I have no idea. He he was kind of shitty at the film because he was like, oh, it's not historically accurate and blah blah blah. But Jackie Stewart as a as a person and bothers me because if there's one thing Jackie Stewart loves to talk about, it's Jackie Stewart. Mm. <laughs> uh, so he he's he's always very opinionated. So, but I mean, like like any movie, you know, when you when you you're gonna compare you know, real life events and then put it in a movie, there are always going to be things that are dramatized and, you know, like you know, hype up the emotion a little bit, but, um, you know, you, you've got to create a story around, you know, what essentially is just a business, you know, like, like, you know, you've got to put all the emotion into it. So, you know, people were upset. They're like, Oh, they're actually kind of friendly and stuff. It's like, well, I'm sure they were, but you know, you've, and if you just put that into the movie, then it's not going to be a very interesting. Just movie, two you know? friends having a good, having role. a good old race. Oh, you drive yeah. well. Oh. There's two points in this. And the, so both these drivers are credited with two completely separate parts of, of introducing things to formula one. So mm. Nikki Lauda really came at the, the, business end of it mm. and that it's a money-making machine and that he even says that there's the line in the film where he says, if I was more talented and better at something else, yeah, I'd, I'd, do something doing, else. I'd be doing yeah. something else. If I could but make better money somewhere yeah, this else. Is, I mean, this is a what real, I'm good he, at. This he had a real what, drive to be world champion, though. Yeah, yeah, and they had, oh, a, totally. had a drive, but it would have been the same drive that he would have had to be a, a business, you know, a very successful business person because it's in his family, it's what he's been yeah, taught like and all those and, sort of things yeah. and, and bits and pieces. Whereas Chris... Um, 
James Hunt's version was he wanted to really glamorize the sport, which hadn't existed before. They were just random dudes that people watched. They drove fast cars, and <clears throat> more often than not, they died. Yeah, you know, and they they died in horrific ways. And Nicky Lauda was very lucky to have not died. God, yeah. um, so that twenty percent is a uh, pretty accurate. Well, oh, getting, totally. Getting back 100%. to what Jules was saying, so Jackie Stewart is in this fantastic but extremely brutal documentary called The Killing Years. So Jackie Stewart was a a really... He pushed the safety of F1 because before (sighs) Jackie Stewart came around... People died in a weekly occurrence. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't two every year like they say at the start of the film. It was two a race almost in the, the supporting yeah. classes and things like that. And we lost a lot of brilliant drivers in early ages and, and things like that through horrific deaths. Um, the problem Nikki with the cars very, back then well, they, they, were, they would it, crash it, and explode. They were literally, like as they say in the film, they were time bombs on wheels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there was no safety aspects at all. The tracks were horrendous. The, the scene that you see in that where the car's gone under the railing and you just see, like, the guy's torso the, yeah. and missing. And then Nicky Ladder says it's like, well, it was his fault. He came into the corner. It's, but there was no concept of, of driver safety at all. And that's why a lot of tracks that are legendary tracks don't exist anymore on the F1 circuit because the speeds the cars do now and the horsepower yeah. they have, they're just completely unsafe. And yeah. it's people like to see crashes. But they want to see people walk away, step walk out away. of crashes yeah. unhurt, and that's when everyone goes, "Ah, oh, six deck, so glad he died." And then you've got people that die in races. So the last person in F one that died was um, Jules Jules Bianchi, Jules Bianchi, yeah. who strangely enough crashed into a piece of oh, machinery yeah. that shouldn't have been on the track. Mm. Yeah, they were um, removing another car. So that he, he, yeah, he crashed into a like a a, a crane that was not meant to be there mm. in a bizarre circumstance. No one wants to see that. But back in these days, that used to happen. So people a, died in a regular occurrence. It was just accepted, you know. Well, like They that. wore leather helmets. Because remember, yeah. it wasn't, it was probably a good 15 to 20 years ago now, but that, that marshal that got killed by the tire. Oh, in Melbourne. In Melbourne. Yeah. That, yeah. Was in Melbourne. that was in Melbourne, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, marshals and spectators get killed. I remember there was... But there like was, the tire went through like a gap, like, I don't know. It like was a such meter. a random occurrence. Yeah, it was like a metre-wide yeah. gap in the yeah. fence. One, at, one in a billion yeah. options, yeah, but like... You know, like that documentary that Brad's talking about. Like it's I watched horrific. it a number of times, and like you know, the opening scenes What's in it that. Called? Sorry, it's the called um, years. the Killer Years. Yeah, I might look at that. Um, in, in the opening scenes of that documentary, you know, like it shows um, what's his name, Von Trips. Yeah, uh, can't remember Von Trips. He basically it's at Monza, spears off the course into the crowd and kills like fifteen people. But the race keeps going. You know, they don't stop the race. It just Ugh. keeps going. You know, like they like this was in the sixties when it was really bad because a lot of these guys who got into racing exactly. you know, these guys were they're the old fighter parts from World War Two and like once they land their planes and the war's over, they started racing cars. You know, because it's that same kind of like, you know, near death experience. Go as fast as you can and, and you know, the the mentality was um, you know, you know, it's yeah, we know it's dangerous and yeah, we might it might kill us, but you know what, we just take that, which is, you know, why in the movie they're arguing safety because it was during a period where, you know, tracks and people's mentality wasn't in the idea of let's make it safer f- to focus on the motorsport, you know, because people were coming for that death defying experience, mm. you know. It's insane it's- though that for an entertainment <clears throat> Purely entertainment. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't entertainment back then. It was a a legitimate sport. F one is now owned by an entertainment franchise. Mm. Well, sport is a form of entertainment. It's sport entertainment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now it is literally. It's owned by a sports entertainment company. And this, so it's basically WWF 
in cars now. And kind of like really? 70, yeah. 76 was like kind of like the, the point where the, the media started to get involved in a really big way. On, because see- before that, it wasn't, you know, people weren't racing for the glory of being on television and all the sponsors. Like most of the older, older teams and stuff like that, you know, like not really in the 70s, but in the earlier days, it was all just about racing for the thrill of it, for the glory of finishing, not dying and, and winning and, and winning, things like yeah. that. Because there was no television cameras. It know, also like- became, um, <clears throat> it was starting to become more global. So guys like James Hunt were obviously an extremely marketable person yeah. compared to Nicky Lauder, who was wouldn't have been interested in any of that at all. But James Hunt would have been, yeah, yeah. roll on. you know. <laughs> um, so the media loved that. And he, he sort of changed it. But so there's can- a good point in it with the Hesketh <laughs> team where they're actually they're bringing champagne and everything to the track, and that whole glorification of F one didn't exist before the yeah. Hesketh team came around, and they really introduced that bringing royalty to the track yeah. and bringing these these high profile celebrity people to Formula One mm. did not exist. It was just random dudes racing cars. Yay, they won! You know, people got to know them. They may have done an oil ad or something like that. But it was very Rocky-esque in that sort of thing where yeah. this guy that was from a very wealthy family in a very well-known family and even says, you know, privately educated and did everything and and um, but just that wasn't for him. Yeah. And he was just a egocentric freak that <laughs> so not, was really good at driving a car. <laughs> not, not straying from the film too much. You mentioned that today's Formula 1's like WWE and yeah. cars. What? Yeah. Like... That that's very to me, like maybe not as scripted, but we thank know, you. Maybe so yeah. for me, I <laughs> I mean you're you're specifically referring to the like I have no Can- time. Canada race, you know, yeah. like in your <laughs> like I have no time for WWE. I just don't nah. care about that sort of stuff. I love it. There's, there's, but, but the ridiculousness of the politics is 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 definitely so. It's like, like other sports, like you know, it's it's not it's just yeah. like an, another kind of. Yeah, it's another sport that's just been. And run everyone's to- had this history of people until recently, until a French, like an actual company, bought it. It was owned by separate, like single people. Yeah. Yeah. So Bernie Eccleston owned it before that, and then a guy, like the guys running it before that, have, they were the the single controlling dictator of the sport. So it, they all have to answer to the FIA, which is the International Racing Regulations. Mm. But they were basically a rule unto themselves because it was so popular, and so the heads of the of the sport were. They loved to introduce controversy and they had good friends and they'd look after friends and it was unfair to people and blatantly unfair to people and blatantly corrupt. Mm. Yeah. No one cared. Everyone loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like racing's so different to what it was back then. I love watching some of the older racing. Even like I'm a I'm a massive fan of like vintage Grand Prix. Like even so like what was it nineteen fifty? Well that's thing, so there's a difference. So Formula One. What we know is Formula One fifty. Yeah, so before 1950, it was called Grand Prix. They yep. were Grand Prix cars, Grand they Prix. weren't F1. Formula One started in around about 1950. Yeah. So okay. everything before that was Grand Prix cars. Yeah. And how many um, formulas does it go down? Like, we know uh, there was depending three. Depending on the country, there's different things. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of different things. You can get Formula One, two, three, and then there's like, you know, Formula 5000 and Formula... Like I, my, you got a Formula V? My car's a Formula V, which is like yeah. also overseas known as a Formula Junior. So yeah, like, And in, how safe is that car? <clears throat> Terrible. Oh, if I hit the wall, it'll probably explode. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like it'll go up in flames and I'll die a horrible death. Jeez. So, but I mean, that's because, well, my cars are exactly not- Exactly right. Don't yeah, hit the wall. <laughs> my, my car specifically came from that era. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near as fast as those Formula One cars back then. You know, they run the, like a Ford Codsworth 
well, V8. They're 450 to 500 horsepower yeah. cars in this era. Whereas I'm, like I've got 800 a, horsepower yeah. to 900 horsepower now. Mine's 1600cc Volkswagen motor from 19, any, 1968, uh, you know. Spoon engines? Oh, <laughs> there was. Great question. Great you, question. There was. So back in the 80s, when <laughs> yeah, the, there which was. was the crazy days of high-powered Formula Turbo. Ones, yeah. the Honda, The Honda team was, that's where the spoon sort of stuff came from with the, the Honda BAR, team. And, yeah. and how many Nos canisters models? of Nos were there? <laughs> Zero. Oh, what? No, no, so it's not that fast. There has yeah. been, there's been some interesting concepts in terms of what they've tried to do to go faster. Like in, like sucking the cars to the ground with like big crazy fans that were claimed as cooling fans but would actually suck the car to the ground. It's insane. There's all and they, they touch on that in this film with the old the Tyrrell six-wheeled cars. So the yeah. blue cars are in there with the, the four front wheels. I don't know if you guys did you guys catch that one? Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a transformer who has oh god, who's yeah, one yeah. Of those. oh nice. Yeah. So um, a lot of I can't remember what they, what they call one of the stuntercons. Just for the record, excellent. Yeah. Cool. The funny thing about that Tyrrell six wheeler car is that you actually don't gain any more grip because you're so when you run the it's mathematics an of it, thing apparently. Yeah, it keep, keeps it lower because you you actually end up with the same contact amount of contact on the tires because each tire has less load. So when you add two more tires, you divide that load by fifty percent, and then you just spread that load. Apparently, across. it was absolutely <laughs> terrible to drive. I had it understeered a lot. So. <laughs> that was shocking. Um, anyway, so the Still movie. Cool, cool car. Cool car. <laughs> no, that's a good yeah. basis. That's good. So, so anyway, that's the that's the history of F one in a very short. Yeah. that should have been history of Brad just quietly. Oh, totally. I am. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of really great. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but <laughs> they, there's a lot of and it, it's they try to explain, especially the fanatics, and when um, there's a great scene when Nikki first meets his soon-to-be wife and the car breaks down. Oh, I love and, that. And um, the guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. stop. Where are they? In- and she's got out the boat and they've gone straight past her yeah. and straight to him that he's the Ferrari driver. She's so chuff-like, I flag that down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the great scene of when she says, well, you know, I want you to drive fast because you're... And, and he's like... And he's typical Nicky Lauder, the, the percentage of me driving fast. Oh, I love that dialogue. That's yeah. great. It's like, why would I drive fast? Because I want you to. Just increases the like, percentage of risk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's what he was. And that's why everyone hated him. Like, people thought he was an asshole. Yeah. And they use the word asshole in this film quite yeah, a lot. so good. <laughs> People hated him. He was not a like. All these guy. assholes. <laughs> it, it was one of those guys where everyone hated him. No one liked him. He had no friends, but every single team wanted him to drive for him because the advantages of having him on your team were, were exponential. But he was just a prick of a person to be around, yeah. and he was so blunt. And they they really do. The guy does a really good job at at getting that out in this yeah. film. Whereas obviously the you know, you know James Hunt was this. The, the beginnings of the proper F1 yeah, playboy boy, that we all, yeah, we all yeah. know. He shat me through this. Yeah, well, I feel he's like he's shat. he's effectively set up as the bad guy, yeah. really. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like an anti-hero. Especially yeah. Like, yeah. When, like when Loud is in hospital fighting for his life, as he quotes mm-hmm. himself, basically, you know, James Hunt wins, what, two, two races or three races mm-hmm. in that time? Yeah. The um, season was very short then. It was only like 12 races or something, it? Okay. so it was enough to make a difference. Yeah. Even like the fact that the, the thing that... One of the things when when they got busted in uh, what country was it? It was like Brazil or Spain or something like. And they, the cars are legal. Spain, oh, Spain. Spain. Yeah. And it's like it's like yeah, it's three eighths, three eighths of an inch too wide or something, right? Like whatever it was, it was minuscule. Fifteen minutes. But you know what? 
it's still illegal. Yeah, you know? there's like, that whole conversation yeah. where, where Hunt's it's like, like you're oh, cheat. you're a cheat. He's like, your car's too wide. It's, it's illegal. Your car's too wide, like, man. Come on. It's so there's, simple. There's a <laughs> massive opportunity that they left there. So the next race that they turned up, there's this awesome photo of James Hunt and they put a massive sticker on the back of the car that said, white <laughs> load. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't use that in a film. Oh, I went, oh that, was, that, that is that a shame. Been, that was, uh, should have done that. Because there if was, that was in the movie, I would have been like, nah, that didn't happen. I bet that didn't And there's, yeah. there's a lot of things that they got really right. So in the comment Commentator says, uh, comes up to him and says, "Oh, you've got pole, and it was, you know, this." Uh, how, do, this how do you credit? How do you credit yourself? So well? Driving so well, and he goes, "Big balls." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, like he actually said, and it. that was a, that was actually a thing that he said, yeah. and he was really good at just so much stuff that he's that's on film and recorded that they could never show on television at the time. Yeah, right. because he was completely out there. He was this ultra playboy. And, but that's the thing. He also lost a lot of drives and didn't get into teams because they were like, no, this he's guy's too loose. Yeah, yeah he's well, a liability, exactly. Again, this may not be true, but I read that, you know how Louder at the end mentions that the, the last time we saw him, he was on like a bike, barefoot. he was barefoot and he was just living his life, you know. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, he was in a really bad way. Yeah. Like, he, he had a really bad alcohol great. addiction. And- <laughs> yeah. Yep. Even yeah. when he was commentating, so I remember when he was commentating with Murray Walker, which mm. is you know the classic voice of F one, which they oh, use a lot in this. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was always a guy it? that would. Oh my god, was Murray Walker in the room just then? <laughs> Michael Schumacher is coming around. Like- <laughs> and Murray Walker would be commentating thing, and then he'd throw over to James Hunt in the end, and you could just tell that he was like smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer, and he'd and then he'd come out with some really smart ass but brilliantly <laughs> funny comment about what was going on at the time, <laughs> and it was like, and then. Yeah, he, he died at like a ridiculously 40, young age. Yeah. He literally yeah. drove himself into the ground. But that was just him. He was never going to go any other way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sad state of affairs. But mm. you know what? The other thing is he could have died in the track. So. I mean, it's true. Yeah. There was a large percentage that he could <laughs> yeah, have died yeah. on the track. And it was really good. So the whole, the best part about the story is that they were two equally talented drivers. They were just as good as each other from two completely aspects, from like yeah. ends of the scheme. Their, their talent was the same. One guy was just balls to the wall and drive whatever he's got to yeah. maximum ability, and the other guy was the technical side. That yeah, m- that and that's the thing. That's where the movie flipped for me was when um, Louder calls a meeting in the, the Neuburg. Neuburg. Thank yeah. you. Neuburg. Um, I only know that because of Top Gear. Yeah, right. Ah. I'm like, hey, it's a Top Gear track. (laughs) Do you know I'm going there in a couple of weeks? Of course you are. Oh, yeah. Of course you are, fancy pants. Anyway, (laughs) the the bit that turned for me was that, you know, he's like, this isn't safe. Like, you you see that other side of louder as to say, you know, this isn't about... I drive at 20%, anything above that's not acceptable. This is above that. This isn't isn't all about winning. Like, you would have thought from from the start of the movie onwards, you would have been like, this guy will do anything to win. Because he wants to win, but from that point on, I was like, "Oh well, no. Clearly, he's there's another side to him that really cares about doing well, things the, properly." Those meetings were a, a common occurrence. Uh, so they had the drivers' association; they would have the meetings before the races. They actually, they did boycott the Nurburgring once, but that was back in the uh, again when Jackie Stewart he was heading up the the, the drivers' association. Yeah, but they had to because that back in and then that's where that doco comes in. They yeah. had to boycott that race because. It was, like three people had died in qualifying or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because this is back, you know, there, was, didn't race. there was no UMCO barriers around it. Like if you went off the track, you know, you would literally spear off into some trees. You know, like that was that was the reality. If you went off the track, you were pretty much guaranteed well, to die. And there's know? a story where uh, Jackie Stewart said that on that track, or the so in with Germany, they used to 
swap tracks each year. So they'd go to either Hockenheim or to Nürburgring mm. before they standardized the size <laughs> of the tracks. So the Hockenheim ring was <laughs> literally, there was one section that had a grandstand where the pits were. And then you just disappeared off into the forest. Yeah. Jesus. And, and then you came back on the other side and everyone went, yay! Yeah. 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 And then you disappeared oh, again. It's like so- bloody pod racing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> exactly yeah. like pod racing. So Jackie Stewart literally, Less Tuscan Raiders, the though. year before... <laughs> <laughs> I guess I mean I never went into that forest I don't know He crashed And got stuck in his car And some farmer Oh no That, that was a spa no, Jack, the, Jackie Stewart We're not car guys I'm making my own fun over here <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Brad Go on anyway, He literally After a crash That he'd had out there And got stuck out there For quite some time The next race he went out there He literally took a spanner That oh, was taped yeah. to the inside of the car So if he crashed He could unbolt the steering wheel So he could Jesus. get out of the car Yeah they, right. <laughs> It was like it, well, oh, Crazy yeah, Just weird ass times you know? He'd crashed at Spa And then there was like you know, there's no medical fa- medical facilities. Like and he, some he, farmer was there or something. Yeah, and like, they the had to like unbolt the steering wheel because the car bananaed itself. It was like trapped in the car and like you know it could go up in flames at any point. So and it, I don't it, care what universe you're from. That's gotta. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a funny story that goes with that because apparently he'd he'd been told about the guys <laughs> saying, "Oh, you're probably going to die on this track," and he'd gone through was when they were starting to muck around with rear wings or something a rear wing yeah. had fallen off the car and and he'd gone into this into this entry to this guy's farm so he's basically gone off the track knocked himself out woken up with this farmer standing over the top of him with the sun shining back through the gates of like um oh, no. this guy's property and he said it took ages for him to realize that he actually wasn't at the pearly gates and the farmer wasn't St. Peter <laughs> and he thought, that's what he oh, no. initially thought he goes oh my god I've died and I've gone to heaven and we're oh. here and then the, then the guy started speaking French to him or whatever and he realized that, well, yeah okay I'm still here. put himself back and yeah, this this farmer that just happened to be there and yeah. anyway back to so the, the movie I like the particularly 70s like cinematography going on like it it felt like like it almost felt like they were using some actual footage. Yeah, so there. that there was a little look. bit of yeah, a little bit of but actual they, footage. I yeah. feel like they kind of carried that grain a little bit through to the rest of it as well to just like blend Possibly. it all together. It was really nice. I, I put me, it put me definitely in that world, not yeah. knowing anything about it. Mm. Um, I was like, and yeah. I, I feel keep like saying to people, you don't have to be a Formula One fan to enjoy this story. Yeah. I think it's no, because I'd seen this story. before. And I think it's a it. really fantastic yeah. story, and it's told, it's told, it's told very well, very nicely. It's, like, it's, it's kind of, it's a classic story that's kind of been done to death in a lot of different ways. Yeah, mm. um, but it's what Formula One's about. It's about the rivalry. So you've got yeah. your, your louder um, hunt. You've got your Prost Senna. You've got you know all the the other ones from that on. Yeah, and that whole. It it didn't take too long for that Playboy esque driver to fade away in Formula One until it became a business. Yeah. So um, Eddie Irvine was probably the last of the Playboy <laughs> Formula One drivers who, mm. and he was still driving in like the early nineties, and he was the last of the the I'm single. I go out and I just what about? Fuck, fuck supermodels and yeah. drink champagne and live <laughs> this lifestyle and things. And everyone else had sort of caught up and gone, maybe this is not the lifestyle that's going to see me continue on. He had a decent career over it, but as far as that goes, he was kind of the last of What that. about the great Super Nintendo hero, Nigel, Nigel Mansell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, Nigel. Did we own that game. Nigel. Was I don't think pretty, we owned it. I've we, definitely played we, Nigel Mansell's Racing several times. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe on the Mega Drive. Nigel yeah. Mansell's uh, been married to the same person for like 
50 years. Yeah, he's pretty straight. It was, it was her family's money that got him into Formula yeah, right. 1. Uh-huh. There you go. So I was actually a, a huge, talent, huge talent, no funding. I reckon we should yeah. guest on Shake and Not Noob. Yeah. With uh, our game knowledge, <laughs> which is extremely, <laughs> yeah, limited. we could do a we could do a Nigel Mansell's racing sure. episode. Oh. If you're listening, fellas, <laughs> we're not. we're waiting for the call. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I just want to touch something. I'm going to interrupt. Look, we're free right now. The, the movie really does. Um, I I had this weird moment where the movie does um, is fairly historically accurate. Uh, Enough. In, in enough. There is one spot though, and it's go, it goes back to that accident that you were talking about. It's kind of when James Hunt. F- it's his, I think it's his first race in Formula One, or it's the first race that we see him racing it in Formula One, and it's the one where the guy gets killed by going under the Umco barrier. Oh. And Nicky Ladder's like, oh, he lost it, but that didn't actually happen. So that that so that crash didn't happen in 1976. Uh, I, I was reading up about it, and they reckon it. Like so, that specific crash didn't happen. They reckon it was a reference to a crash that happened in 1973 with uh, Francois Sever, I think is how you say his name, when who was who was racing with Jackie Stewart with Tyrrell before they were the six wheels. So, but and I found it really weird. Like, I mean, obviously they're trying to show what the point across was. They were trying to get the fact that these guys die on a regular yeah occurrence. I suppose it. Yeah, it just seemed I, I found it odd. Um. Getting but, back to the movie, I'd like yeah. to big shout out to the actress uh, Alexandra Maria Lara who played Marlene Lauder in this film. Mm-hmm. She is the main or the second main character in one of the most disturbing, brilliant films I've ever seen, being Downfall. Oh, yeah. um, so she's so. she's Hitler's secretary in oh, Downfall, right. which is a film that is on my list. But that's a deep film. Oh, yeah, it's, it fits fuck. in the category of the best films you never want to see again. Yeah, well, yeah. it's probably up there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we might, I might get to that too. But she, I thought she was quite good in this. Yeah. Um, and but in she's uh, she's brilliant in Downfall. I felt like I was watching a James Bond film, but without the guns. Yeah, you know, <laughs> really? it was all like it was very Hollywood. It was all like super glamorous. You know, they were they were really they were really leaning on the glamour. Of F1, like you were saying, this mm. was sort of the introduction of the glamour. So it was yeah. all like, mm. yeah, it just felt like those cutaway scenes in Bond films where you're like, oh, this is so glamorous. Well, before like, this, the the glamour was sports car racing. So, mm. you know, this weekend, Le Mans is on and yeah. sports car racing was where all the glamour went. That's where, you know, princes used to drive and that was the where everyone wanted to be. Yeah. And F1 drivers wanted to be Le Mans drivers. They wanted to be sports car drivers. Yeah. That was a bigger thing than F1 at the time. Right. So that's where all the royalty went. That's where all the superstars went. And, you know, we had you had Hollywood stars driving at Le Mans and things like that. Yeah, right. Movies being made about it. And in, <laughs> this time, F1 was just this European-y thing that happened over there. That yeah. The US had no major involvement with. They tried, but it wasn't getting good traction in the US. There was plenty of different Grand Prix in the US that just didn't grab hold mm. like they wanted to. I did spend a lot of time watching this, thinking about Days of Thunder, <laughs> Cold good, Trickle, and good film. Yeah, yeah. You should do that one, Timmy. Oh no, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not picking. You mean Top Gun too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Top Gun on wheels. <laughs> I mean, if you ever need evidence of how dangerous motorsport racing is, you would refer back to Le Mans, where like 88 people got killed when a car like smashed into a wall and like the bonnet and the engine decapitated like 80 people. Oh, yeah, legitimate. Yeah, that, that was, was back yeah. in like the 40. Seven or something. Mm. So like, Christ. oh no, f- fifty-five. It was something. Yeah, it yeah. was. And no, it was there was 
uh, yeah, eighty-eight people were killed. Mm. Another three hundred and something were <laughs> heavily, like severely injured. Injured, yeah, because like the car was... literally came down the straight, clipped another car, hit the fence, burst into flames, and then like, rolled into the crowd, into and then the covered a whole heap of people in burning fuel. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it was like brutal. the next day everyone went, oh, that's motor racing. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah. I think they actually, I think they stopped Le Mans for like five or six years after that. Like it didn't, it didn't happen. But mm. anyway, Rush. How <laughs> messed up is lung vacuuming? I was just oh! about to talk about lung vacuuming. Oh, oh man. Oh, and I <sighs> love that they cut it with him watching the telly. Oh, yeah. It's like his so motivation, like, yeah. Yeah, but it's like actually... The lung vacuuming isn't the worst thing that's happening to him today. Yeah, like I thought for that his was really... for his mind. Yes, yeah. I the worst thing was... is watching his biggest rival win races without him. Yeah, like, yeah. I think he actually says that though. He says, "You know he what the worst part like of hospital that was, yeah. is the lung vacuum." But you know what was even worse? Watching you take. My yeah, that's right. You know, like... That's what Nicky Lander. Oh. Was. oh my god! <laughs> Ashley died. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love when he when he rides in the Ferrari for the first time. And he's like, it's a shitbox. It's a shitbox. And the guy's like, you can't say that, man. <laughs> and he goes, ugh. How could you have all this money and all this heritage and you yeah. don't be able to pay a car like this? It's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that like was Ferrari's mentality. Ferrari was so stubborn. Yeah. Like, it was just like, for Ferrari, it was just like, more horsepower, more horsepower. That's what you need. Like, whereas like, you know, back in the day, all these English guys, they call still them, like that though. Yeah, that's it. They still can't tell Ferrari what, what oh, to do. You tell them what you're right. doing, you don't end up working for them anymore. You want to put more horsepower in <laughs> the car? But even the guy that played Clay Regatoni in this was yeah. saying that in the car. It's like, yeah, oh, you know, that press conference, yeah, we're all friends and family now. Yeah, until you then you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah, it was, and that's Ferrari's still like that. Yeah, but it's still the team that everyone wants to race for. It's like it's it's on your pedigree and on your you know on your on your CV, Ferrari F1 drivers up there over just about anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on my list. Obviously, I mean, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's second. Red goes faster. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> we all know that knowledge. I didn't. Uh, I just going back to your lung vacuuming thing. I didn't even know that was a thing until nah, like I, I'm like, who would have thought? Like, because hmm. he breathed in really. Toxic, like toxic stuff. Yeah, like when, well, he would have just breathed in the oxygen that the flames were using. Like, no, they had well, to clean stuff been, out of his lungs. Yeah, yeah, but that would have been <laughs> and that the fuels been that they were like using healing. in the cars back then weren't They're pretty volatile. Yeah, <laughs> some interesting stuff. Yeah. How do you even get back in the car after that? Because you're a freak. Yeah, because <laughs> I read somewhere that he was petrified for that first race back where he finished, he finished fourth Monza, I think yeah. but he, they didn't most like it people, didn't most people would have gone yeah I'm done but no one knew that until like afterwards when he said oh yeah that was I was shitting myself Everyone I think was he was like I think they do they do a pretty good job of showing that in a film actually because like there's that moment where like the music's kind of a bit tense and he's kind of gets that tunnel vision-y kind of thing going on like you're like oh shit he's not going to do it and he like nails it into gear and he goes, you know like oh yeah, yeah like, oh yeah he knows what I, he's doing <laughs> I had a bit of an eye roll at that point because I feel like that's a pretty heavy trope Bit in a lot of things, like it happens in Top Gun. Maybe it's just a Tom Cruise because it happens in Days of Thunder as well, where he like get back on the horse thing. There's a yeah. stack, and he gets back in, and he's really shaky, and then he gets through one thing, you know, like the one, first chicane, or one something. incident, yeah. and then he's like, "I'm back." Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, look at that! Days of Thunder it, is yeah. where he goes through the, the yeah. The we go through the does. smoke, yeah. and everything falls to the side, and it's just I'm a, back, Harry. Yeah, and it's I when, mean. Goose dies and oh, there, there is a lot of cheesiness. In <laughs> We've this done talking about it. Yeah, we have. Yeah. As, as as like you know, as a serious film as it is, it's it's got so much like I, it's definitely got a lot of eye rolling moments. 
Like the, it just the felt a when, bit lazy. When I felt. when James Hunt walks into the hospital for the first time, when we're kind of introduced to him, yeah, yeah, and all the women are like doing that like that head turn, and there's that the the guitars like, <laughs> and, and it's like you're just like, oh Jesus Christ, like you're not. And that not was doing uh, good here. Like, what's her name from Game of Thrones? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's her. It's her. Yep. It is her. Yeah. I haven't watched Game of Thrones, so yeah, it's her. Jo- Joffrey's wife. Yeah, thank of you. course. Thank you. Yeah, he's the purple she's one kid, of the right? Tyrrells. Tyrrells. Yeah, with the six wheels. Yeah, sure. Totally. We're good. Tyrells. Tyrells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a Tyrrell. Lady Holiday's daughter. Yeah, that's Lady Holiday. No. Yeah, yeah. What's her name? She's in. She's in on Her Majesty's Secret Service as well. Yeah, she was a Bond Diane, girl. Yeah, Diane. who are we talking about? The Grey Muppet Caper. Come on, Slaney. Come on, Slaney. This is your episode, bro. <laughs> That's not right. why. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. So, who's the, the Diane Griggs? Does that sound right? Sure. We're talking about the nurse. No, no. The, no? In Sorry. Game of Thrones, yeah. her, nurse's her, daughter of her I'm a grandmother. Couple, I'm a couple of steps down the line. Oh now. man! So, I like her, <laughs> so the, the nurse in, in this movie is in Game of Thrones. She's was one of the main characters. And in Game oh, of right. Thrones, her she's grandmother, the daughter, grandmother, grandmother, her grandmother. Yeah. Sorry, is an ex Bond girl who yeah. is also in a Muppet film. Okay, I'm way. There was a lot of tangents to get to <laughs> yeah. that point. All right, right then, I felt like you guys would. But have statistically, were talking about statistically, one. three out of four people understood what. Yeah, Diana Riggs. Diana Rigg? Right. Yeah, and she was Mrs. Peel in The Avengers as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not familiar with um, uh, But most importantly, she was Lady Holiday. Tell Cersei it was me. Anyway, so. Anyway, uh, Natalie Dormer is that girl's name? Yes, thank you, Natalie Dormer. Quite an attractive um, girl. I really hmm. like the the really last sequence where they were, it wasn't, you know how in a lot of biopics they, they slam in a bunch of real footage at the end? Mm-hmm. Mm. I really liked how this one was cut between the actors and the real stuff. Oh yeah, and with the voice, so like it, it, it was a really nicer way of of finishing that off. Yeah, and and with Nikki Lauder going, you know what? It wasn't actually a rivalry. It was you know just a couple of guys busting each other's balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as he said, he goes, out of all of them, it was he. I, was him I, I liked respected him. the most. Yeah, and yeah. it was him. Uh, I actually liked him and uh, respected him. Yeah, and I thought that was it was. Yeah. Did he die recently? Didn't he? Nikki he did. He did. Of, of, of uh, complications through a lung transplant. Wow. Okay. So he lived way longer than he should have. Yeah. Um, and the continuous jokes about how he was never really a good looking man to start with <laughs> kind of true yeah but uh um and the whole what rat, is it? Someone the rat says thing. Like, it's like have your face burned off in it that's what he says at the end where they meet him in the in the uh in the at the airplane hangar yeah and he says the only person in history to have his face burned off and make an improvement <laughs> <laughs> and so, he just gives him the finger and it's like yeah but apparently that scene where the reporter tries to hang shit on nikki oh yeah Apparently that actually happened. Oh, James about Hunt, his wife? And then Hunt beat him up. Yeah, said, how can you go home to wife? Apparently James Hunt actually was one of those sort of rumours and fan yeah. fiction. He sort of was on fan fiction, but this legend that went around, apparently James Hunt actually did beat the shit out of that reporter yeah, right. for just like... He seems like the I think the question was like, oh, how did it affect, has it affect your marriage or yeah, something Yeah, how can like you that, go yeah. home? Yeah, and I think Nikki has, has said on record that that's one of the most... Um, Motivating, like, not motivate, but like, like it was one of the most uh, like disrespectful things he's ever been. Oh, absolutely! Like he was yeah. just like that shook him. I think mm. like from what mm. it, it was yeah. pretty. Yeah, it was, and they they made a good point of that in the film. That it was even in the film. It was like, yeah, really. 
And but yeah, apparently James Hunt really just went and you know did the whole hey check this out I got something to tell you yeah. But that kind of shows where it was going though. Like you had James Hunt. It's a respect. But no, but you had James Hunt as like this kind of poster boy. Lar- lar- I'm going to use the word larrikin. Go for it. Um, Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, who? Yeah, it's and, and turning the sport more into the glamour and the sex the show. and whatever the show and. That line of questioning was very much in line with that whole thought process. Yeah. Like, mm. how do the women see you now? Hmm? Yeah. You know, that kind of... Whereas Nikki's like, I'm here to race, I'm not here to... I thought I, I enjoyed uh, Nikki Lauder's display. I don't know what I'm specifically trying to say, but like his sort of treatment of a, of a better kind of man, basically. It's, it was a better display of masculinity of like in that meeting where he's like, well, it's over 20%. I'm not going to race. Yeah. And the rest of them are like, oh, what are you, bloody wuss? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, then, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then at some point... <laughs> he was sensible where the others were just... Well, he's like, idiots. yeah. And at one point, <laughs> one point he says to his his uh, partner, he's like, oh, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to fall in love or something because it, it gives me a, a weakness. He yeah. gives me a, a reason to think of something else. Mm. Well, they, they touch Which on that he, in his last race. Yeah, and he does. Like, and he pulls out movie. and he's like, I'm not racing. This is insane. Yeah. Which is what he should have done yeah. in that, in that in uh, Nürburgring. Nürburgring. Well, there's actually more to that end race. You know, they, they make it all emotional. He's like, oh, it's too dangerous. But apparently his, um, his tear ducts were damaged from the fire, from the, from the injury and something to do with like his eyes were watering. So yeah. the combination of it raining and him not he couldn't blink. They tried yeah, they tried to do a fair bit of that with showing the, the footage of him not being able to see much. But apparently yeah. it's cars when it's raining. You can't yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah, you can't see it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He was having but problems it, with his the eyes. The other thing is, from his point of view, was from a business aspect, um, you know, if you're dead you can't continue on. Yeah. It was the last race. Yeah, okay, he lost that one. He came back and won three other world yeah. championships. Yeah, Isn't that right. insane? <laughs> he won the next year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Next like, two years, like, yeah, a couple of years. That's insane. And then, and then it was like a five-year gap, and it was like eighty-five or eighty-four. He won again in a in, yeah, a, in a car year, in a car that was supposed to be a complete turd. That he went. He it's was a all, box. He was supposed to have retired, <laughs> and he came back for this one team. And yeah, right. So did he this. really come into Formula One and tweak that car and make it yeah. better? Yeah, that's what yeah. he was known for. He was. That's why everyone wanted him. Yeah, because he could turn your piece of shit car into something that was good. Mm. Yeah, not just by driving. But well, he but. also went and told people that uh, people that you can't tell things to what to do. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of people went. Well, I don't want that guy on my team. Mm. You can't. Yeah, tell it's me an what ego to do. thing. Yeah, absolutely. I don't and want especially my ego you, diminished you, by this you don't go and tell Enzo Ferrari. That your car's a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can, but you're probably not going to drive for a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't say that. <laughs> uh, good good Enzo uh, lookalike too. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm well, very much... All you need is a short, fat, white-haead, Italian-speaking guy and put dark glasses on him. He looks like Enzo I, Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, going off the back of this, I'm excited for this new film that's coming out, the whole Ford versus Ford Ferrari. Ford Ferrari. Oh, that's so. That's for you guys. Uh, that you. covers the. That's yeah. what I was saying. Earlier. Oh, I mean, for the for the listeners. Yeah. For the listeners. For the listeners. Oh, I'm, I'm all over this. We're just getting back to the sports uh, car. Ford Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're talking. I'll be the vehicle for the audience. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we're going, going back to Le Mans. So what were the race we were mentioning earlier? Le Mans, which is the 24 hour race, uh, and you know Ferrari were just dominating. You know, like and and um, you know a bunch of dudes got together with Ford and uh, what was the Carroll Shelby? Shelby. That's it. And they got together and. Made the GT40 
Uh, and it's this big. Oh, no, no, it's no. going to be exciting. No, it started with a cobra. Cobra, yes. It's going to be. It's going to be. So, Batman's playing the Jim Donahue, the driver, and Matt Damon is playing Carol Shelby. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Shelby GT five hundred. Shelby GT five hundred. Unicorn. Unicorn. Yeah, so excited for that. So, look, there's a lot of good F one films. This is. This is up there. It's all right. What's another good F1 film? We're having a good time. Yeah, great time. Um, there's, strangely enough, there's an Elvis film. Um, oh. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's where Elvis is an F1 driver and he races at the old... Uh, where's all the casinos? Vegas. Las Vegas. At Vegas. And uh, that's a half-decent F1 film. All right. Um, even though it's an Elvis film. So classic, I don't think there's that Elvis many... There's, I know there's, there's an IndyCar film with uh, our mate Rocky... Oh yeah, yeah, What's it yeah. Called? Balboa, um, uh, Sylvester oh, it's called Drive. Fast or Drive, Drive, Driver, right. Driver. 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 Oh, it's yeah. fucking shit. It's um, so bad. <laughs> other F one films. Now, there's a lot of good sort of yeah. documentary film length documentaries. So yeah. there's the Senna one. There's the Williams one. Oh, I watched that recently. Um, Have they made possibly a contender for the best video game to movie? Transfer. Have they made a Nigel Mansell's F1 racing <laughs> movie? Look, we were, I, I was I actually discussing so. this with someone last night, and it's not on the same level as Goldeneye. Oh yeah. As far yeah. as as far as legendary games go, from movie to game, Goldeneye is still probably number one. You reckon Burt Reynolds as Nigel Mansell? Well, if he was alive. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awkward. That's uh, awkward. James Garner was in an F1 film as well. Yes, <laughs> are there any, but are there any other? That's what I'm looking for. Dramas, like you know, nah, not non-documentary. Films. I just yeah, want to no, choose. Like, for me, I actually like non, wish non-fiction dramas. Non-fiction, obviously, dramatized biopics. Obviously, with with Rush, they were trying to tell the story about the rivalry between these two guys. I actually wish they would touched more on the racing, probably because I'm a racing fan. Yeah, I didn't think it was so, necessary. They had to sell it yeah. to a mass market, so I didn't think it was necessary. Yeah, yeah like so a, and the racing yeah, part yeah. of it, I already know about, so that's fine. That's I'd, true. So, like, yeah, I'm, like I'm I think I would have. I would have possibly more, more into the in depth of of their relationship. Yeah, the, yeah. If it got less, too technical there, you would have lost me. You would have lost us. Yeah, yeah. I would have switched over to Days of Thunder. Yeah. Or Fast and Furious. Nicole Kidman was a brain surgeon in that, remember? Robin. Robin's son is racing. racing. Hector came in and got three T66 (laughs) turbos (laughs) with NAS. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Disrespected Uh, my family. Fucking Hector. Disrespected my family. (laughs) Oh, my God. Was that one Johnny Tran? Johnny Tran, also the kid from uh, Gremlins. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, no. yeah, it is too. No? <laughs> that was our first oh, anniversary. Yeah, oh. that's right. Catch up. Uh, we are kicking on in time a bit, believe it or not. All oh, righto. We're, it's tr- a true thing. True thing. It's well, a true thing. Are you aware, Julian, yes. that this yeah, just this whole yeah. event took mm. place oh. in the BTEU? What's, hey, Tim, what's the BTEU? Al, I'm glad you asked. The BTEU. <laughs> I had to is- do something this episode. <laughs> The BTEU is the Bill and Ted Extended Universe. Ooh, explain it to me. It's <laughs> the Extended Universe of Bill and Ted, basically. Oh, sense then. Basically, every film relates to Bill and Ted, and mm. and every film has a shared universe. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh. Got a bit throaty there. <clears throat> she was only six years old. <laughs> Mushed away. Uh, um, 
<laughs> Does anyone have any BTU? Oh, I'm struggling with this one. Yeah. Could it just have taken place in the same universe without any real <laughs> meaningful connection? Well, we did sure there's car racing in that universe. We did yeah. see the uh, San Dimas track. I think that would have been helpful if they'd put a bit of the. You know, because it's on the circuit, right? It's on the F1 circuit. <laughs> they go to San Well, it was in the yeah. day. Yeah. In the yeah. day. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> could could Nicky Lauder be related to Donomalus? <laughs> I was going to say could. Donomalus is Nicky Lauder's father, the banker, the really stern German guy. Ooh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to... I'm going to... All right. Anyway. This, and this is... This is going way out there. So after his F1 career... It's Rufus, isn't it? Nicky Lauda went on and they sort of touched on it at the end of this film and went on to start an airline, which was yeah, Lauda yeah. Air. And had a very serious incident where one of his planes crashed. Mm. And he argued for a long time and it was eventually proven in court that Boeing or Airbus or one of the, you know, one of the airplane-making companies had actually had a fault... Mm. With the training that they were giving the pilots to fly these vehicles, which ended up in that was the reasoning why this plane had crashed. It was a reverse thruster. Something Mm. wrong. So maybe the (laughs) engineering and training changes eventually rolled into the (laughs) making of time machine (laughs) booze. That wouldn't have existed without Nicky Lauder's involvement. Right. So you're saying that the booth is a louder booth. Oh, like it's a, it's a louder, I'm saying it's a louder brand booth. Maybe I'm, <laughs> what I am saying is that maybe the technical changes that Nicky Lauder enforced onto the aerospace, I think that's function. Yeah. I think that's eventually rolled into the ability of a time machine. Is that irrefutable? Oh, I think it's irrefutable. <laughs> <laughs> it's potentially irrefutable. Well, yeah. Know. Yeah, it's, it's potentially irrefutable. <laughs> I just want you to say that in your head again. <laughs> Story checks out. Oh god, it's plausible. It's amazing. Oh, it's that's good. I think that that seals that segment, Brad. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. You, win, you win the points today. <laughs> Let's that was, close that off. Just, that was a stretch. I'll just write that down, Brad. One point. <laughs> amazing. End point. Point. Um. Well. Mm. Julian, yes. before we get to ratings, oh. where can you find us? You can find us I like on how you never most of the... You did once and anyway, never asking Brad again. <laughs> uh, you can find us uh, on Facebooks at San Dimas uh, School of Film. You can get us an email. Email is always a good one. San Film at gmail.com. We're on Instagram. It's, what is it? At San Film. Sure. Yep. Uh, Twitter. Twitter's going off. Get onto Twitter. Everyone else is SDFS, which Pod. says yeah. San Dimas Film School, still which is wrong. Isn't Donald Trump like the only person still on Twitter? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. No, checked everyone's it in a while. on. Everyone's on Twitter just to see what Donald Trump says on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did say that he had lunch with the Prince of Wales the other day. Yeah. Spe- did you see the memes? Wales is in like the big oh, ocean-going no. mammal, not the country. Is it um, all? Do you see the memes? Though? The memes oh, were just. No. Uh, and there the was like there was like Donald Trump and Free Willy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just so good. It's, everyone's oh. just sitting back, going, "I don't need to write anything anymore. This guy writes it all for us." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, send us requests to those platforms. Great. Boom. Um, just like our friend Andrew Salo. I tried Salo. to get on to him for a rating. He doesn't get back to me often enough, so I don't have anything from him. 
but I imagine he loves it. I reckon 86 for for Salo. Okay. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why don't you say 76 when it was set? Oh, right, 76. I like that. low, though. Yeah. I don't remember him being... No, hang on. We automatically give him 100%. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. That's the system. <laughs> we don't hear from you. Thanks, it's Andrew. It's 100%. Boom. Good. Good year, 76. Too. Car guys? Oh, yeah. Do we want to start with the car guys? Brad, start. Car guy. Oh. Right. Um, this is an enjoyable film. Um, I quite like it. It's an easy watch. It's an interesting story. Going to give it seventy. Oh, hey, that's you know that's two seventies in a row. That is two seventies. Watch out. Um, for me, probably a little more. Uh, I still prefer Bill and Ted's. Uh, so but it's high. I go. I was going to give Salo eighty six, but I'll give it to myself eighty six okay. for me. I actually, I'll go back. I'll give it seventy six for the year. Oh, and the year I was born. Ah, nice. Right. Um, I enjoyed it. I would smash Bill and Ted over this though. Mm-hmm. Like I did, like I I did find myself losing interest in some points. I'd probably give it maybe a high thirties, thirty nine. Mm-hmm. I think still a good film, I, but I'd smash. Bill I, and Ted I think over. it's a good film, but and I think from a Ron Howard aspect, it's from the films that he has produced. Yeah, it's yeah. Down yeah. About Ron. yeah, we, we didn't talk about Ron Howard. I'll give us give us the uh, score, and then we'll go back to a quick Ron Howard wrap up. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs> For, 45, yeah, fair I think. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I but but compared a- to Bill and Ted, yeah, like yeah, if yeah. this was a out of 10, I'd probably give it fairly high. Yeah. But it's not. It's the Sam Demons. It's, a, it's a good film. Yeah. It's an easy watch. And as I said, it's a great story. But on Ron Howard films, I think it's not one of his greatest. I think yeah. he's done way better films than this. Mm. Yeah. Like um, uh, Solo? Paul Thurdain. It's his, I haven't seen his, Solo, can't tell you. Uh, is it good? Did he do? He did. He came and cleaned up on something. I think it was Solo. Huh. Yeah, that sounds because that sound. I think that went through a few changes with directors and stuff, didn't it? Yeah, it was really plagued from mm. the beginning. Look, well, I just still love his work from Happy Days. So, <laughs> oh yeah, so, well, what else? So. But yeah, I just well, think Apollo this thirteen is, is the Apollo big 13. one for me. Yeah. Um, and there was another one that I had on my oh, mind. There's quite a few. Yeah. That was um, um pretty recent. And Hang on. I'll quickly give you a run. Um, we've got some things in the works oh, coming dear. up. Oh my god! Hopefully, there's still still early days, but there's some, there's some things coming up uh, with the Sun Theatre in Yarraville. They're having a festival. Celebrate 50 years of the moon landing. We'll tell you more about that as things develop. Mm. But we're thinking of something. You might want to find yourself in Yarraville around mid July. Mm. Just I'll just let so that, leave that all bit of, of mid July. I should just hang around. Yell at uh, oh, Yarraville. first man was Ron Howard. Oh yeah, I was too. Yeah, oh, good. That was good the one segue. I was thinking of. Yeah, good segue. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, great segue. So was... What are you actually looking up over there, He's bro? He's looking up Ron Howard. Ron Howard films. Ah. He did Curious George in 2006. Ah. He did Curious George 3 in 2015. What about number two? Yeah. Um, That's where they dropped the ball. Vin, Vin Diesel wasn't in <laughs> fast, Too Fast, Too Furious. So Ron cool. Howard did not direct Curious George 2. That's my logic there. Yeah, he cool. produced the uh, Katy Perry film clip, Part of Me. Um, what? He did, oh, he did Cowboys oh, and Aliens. Didn't he do oh, all the... Um, hey, all that the, was actually a pretty good movie. He did all the Da Vinci Code stuff, didn't he? He did. Oh, he did. Yeah. Inferno and... He also did all the, the Curious Vinci George Co- stuff, by the looks of it. He did Frost Nixon. He did the oh, yeah. Da Vinci Code. He did Cinderella Man. He did The Alamo. He did Inside Deep Throat. Great doco movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he did A Beautiful Mind. 
Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, great. Oh, yeah. Cool. He did the Grinch. Um, let's. Uh, oh, the Grinch. Let's, uh, wrap that up. There, <laughs> what is this? This is like history with Brad all yeah, over again. He did Ed TV. Directors with Brad. He did Mulholland Drive. One of the Directors with Brad. Films. IMDb with Brad. <laughs> um, Mulholland Drive. Um, yeah, weird. Oh, far and away. What are we? What are we going to do next case. episode? I'm just going to cut Brad off. I'm just going to keep going. Someone turn his mic. Well, I. Oh, look, I don't. I think it's officially my turn, but uh, I don't have anything ready. So we're going to go to the listener list. I like that. Good call. Like yeah. that. Nice decision making. Thanks. And we're going to go from one Andrew to the next. Ooh. We're going to go to another brother. Oh, we're going to go. Not with that guy. The the musical maestro himself, writer of the San Dimas School of Film. <laughs> ah. He writes a theme tune, sings a theme tune. No? Nobody? <laughs> so little, no. little Britain? Uh, never mind. Uh, Andrew Slaney. Andrew Slaney has suggested we do The Hurt Locker. Oh. Mm. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Catherine Bigelow. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Is that Jeremy Renner again? Yes. Yes. Actually, a little, a little tidbit I picked up since the last episode. Renner, mm. also a palindrome. It is. Go back and check out our arrival episode, last episode. That's a bit spooky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Slaney, the Hurt Locker, we're going to do. Hurt Locker. Thanks, Andrew. And thanks for the the theme song, because it's pretty rad. Yeah. It's most triumphant. It is. (laughs) Thank you. And on that note, (laughs) just trying to stay on brand. (laughs) Anyway, we'll see everyone next week. I mean, next episode, not week, because that's just a lie. Two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you have any fruits or vegetables with you? (laughs) 